cool. All right. Well, here, what's what's new? <laughs> uh, so what's new? Let's see. Let's let me look at my notes here. So the issue with remote controlled recording was resolved. That's the big one, right? Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> well, recording was never broken itself. Right. It wasn't auto starting, right? Yeah. So it wasn't really working properly with some of the changes that I introduced. The reason I was asking you earlier if you could see the record button is because there's a new setting now at the podcast level where the host has full control of recording for everyone in the session. Okay. So nice. if, if you turn that feature on, then only the host has the record button. When the host clicks record, then everyone starts recording automatically, lo locally. So yeah, effectively, you can, by the, being the, the controller of the podcast, you of the recording, you're like, okay, we're going to start recording now, hit it, and that's it, and nobody has to do anything. That's nice. That's yeah, no one that, has That's to probably do. better than the auto-recording idea, right? Yeah, so yeah. Rather than it being like dropping everybody into auto recording, it's actually just controlled and you can effectively introduce it and make sure everybody's happy and then kick it off, right? Yeah, exactly. And the option to auto start recording is still there just in case someone wants that. So so right. that that's yeah. still there, but it's, you know, you can turn it on, you turn it off if you don't like it at the podcast level. What happened was when I introduced that new feature with the remote control recording, all of a sudden the actual remote control recording wasn't working. The It seemed like the message wasn't getting across, you know, to mm. the other browsers. Right. just to wasn't the other getting sessions. the message to, oh. to start recording, right? Yeah. Yeah. And mm. so the weird thing was that it, it was working on my development environment and it was working on the staging environment. And it was, it was working on that. So you set it up and staging was just working and you're like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. So, but wasn't working in production, which is when I inadvertently broke remote recording in effect because it was working locally. It was fine. So I didn't know I was pushing something that was not going to work in production. So I didn't have a, a staging environment at the time. So this kind of forced me to set up a staging environment that's, you know, identically replicates the production mm -hmm. environment. And I pushed it to staging and it worked there as well. And, <laughs> and I was like, man, what's, what the heck's going on? So a long story short, I did a lot of debugging and logging and troubleshooting and it took forever, but finally narrowed it down to something in the build. So the fact that it was working in in my local environment and staging and not in production, it kind of pointed to the build process because the only difference between those three environments was that the code for production gets minified and mangled, you know, right. JavaScript yeah, gets mangled. So yeah, yeah. something in that build process for production was affecting my code somehow so but most of it was working like the the rest of the interface was working it was just yeah. that part right it was just That's that one it's like one if, feature, if your yeah. ui doesn't work at all you're like all right we've got a javascript problem right but just that little bit right yeah yeah so after a lot of debugging i finally found the part of the code that was causing the problem so it, interestingly enough i had a method that was relying it was attempting to determine the name of the class of a JavaScript object. And in doing that, it was relying on a statement that does object.constructor.name, basically. So right. it pulls the name of the constructor, which is mm -hmm. theoretically the name of the class, and it works. And that's in, getting minified? And when, well, 
it gets mangled. Obfuscated, so, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obfuscated, yeah. yeah it yeah, it yeah, gets yeah. obfuscated. And so it changes the name arbitrarily. Every yep, time yep, it builds yep. for production, it was mangling that. And so it was changing to like a, a single letter, you know, T yeah, or yeah, F right. or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> Every time. So the lesson here is not to rely on constructor.name. <laughs> and subsequently, I found all these warnings people have posted on Stack Overflow. Don't do this mm -hmm. because it'll, you know, it'll, it'll change it arbitrarily when your code gets obfuscated. A little too late for me after spending so much time, but that was the reason you why. You won't make that mistake again, though. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You've learned sure. it the hard way. <laughs> for sure. And yeah. But it made sense after the fact why it wasn't working in production and it was working everywhere else because yeah. it was only for production that it was getting obfuscated, therefore changing the name. It wouldn't even like it wouldn't even cause like a JavaScript error because it's still valid JavaScript. It's just the wrong method, or the, uh, the wrong object it's trying to call, right? So. <laughs> Exactly. Worse. And then it's not just like invalid anymore. It's just not there. So it's like, oh, okay. it, it's just not there. There's no error. And that's why I never got any error because the real problem was I had a conditional statement that said, if this object equals this class name, <laughs> right, yep. then do this. And so yep, yep, it was yep. never that class name because it was yep. obfuscated. That's the so, worst. It's just getting silently eaten because it's not an error. It's just not, it there. not an error. Yeah. When I finally fixed it, it was, it felt great. <laughs> so that was yeah, that. And that was a Massive relief. <laughs> yeah. So now, now this feature works really well now. The host can control everyone's recording status. Uh, everyone gets a message though, you know, so when the host initiates recording, everyone gets mm -hmm. a little message that pops up and lets them know what's going on. Now, let's see. Then the that's next really thing nice. that I worked on. Like yeah. That's it. That's let's see. The other thing I did was schedule sessions now show info if the link is accessed early. And I think that was... Your suggestion a while back, you suggested, well, if the session is scheduled and they follow mm -hmm. the link, there was nothing telling them anything about the session. It was just, you right. know, acting normally, showing you the button to join and, right. you know, enter your name and join. So now a scheduled session, when they access it early, it basically says this session is scheduled for such and such nice. date and time. And then it has a little explanation there that says it'll happen automatically. So no need to refresh the page. Nice. And, and so, so because that and yeah. that the URL is is like obfuscated anyway using Hashid's so it's not like that anyone yep. will stumble across it. So yeah, nice. Cool. That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you for that suggestion. By oh, the yeah, way. That was my idea. So it's a great idea then. <laughs> yeah, it was a great idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's that's in now. You probably didn't see it this time because no, the scheduled time was like a minute later or something. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. right. So do you, does that kick in like five minutes, 10 minutes, uh, some period before or at the schedule oh, yes. time? Yes, sorry, I forgot to mention that. So let's say a schedule is scheduled for you know, three o'clock, uh, you know, PM or 1500, then it will enable the ability to request to join five minutes before. Mm -hmm. So at 255 or, you know, what is that? Fourteen hundred fifty-five. Yeah, don't start with that. Yeah, I've I've been having yeah. time zone funds myself. So <laughs> <laughs> I also have the things so that, like, yeah, I mean, I'm so used to, I guess, twenty-four hundred clock. I mean, Japan uses it's solely like twenty-four hour uh, clock. Or even weirdly, Japan uses thirty-hour clock in most huh. cases for like retail and for the times that you see a a time, they use the thirty-hour clock, which is is an interesting huh, one. Basically, it ends, at, <laughs> it ends at 6 a.m. the next day, which means uh, that if like a bar is open or a, a shop or something, it, if it closes at 1 a.m., it closes at 2,500. And so uh, 
by default, that ends at 6 a.m. So that will then roll, roll over, you know, because you, you don't close at 7 o'clock in the morning. You, if you're going to close overnight, it'll be like 3, 4, you know, o'clock. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So for t- train times, for shops, for bars, restaurants, that kind of thing, they always mm-hmm. use 30-hour clock, which is... It, it's weird the first time you see it, like, that's wrong. That's ridiculous. It should just say one. And then once you yeah. get used to it, you're like, this that's such a good idea. <laughs> it's so clear <laughs> when something says it's open from, you know, 2000 till uh 26 27 you're like all right yeah that makes sense <laughs> it's like the so, next day you, so you you yeah. get used to the idea that it's the next day yeah huh, exactly interesting uh, hmm. and it's it's one of those that the, the first reaction is just like you're like no wrong this is that's just <laughs> incorrect but yeah when you get used to it, 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 it you actually you prefer it is just yeah. <laughs> yeah that's cool that's cool i didn't i didn't know that i never heard of that um, so yeah, but it, 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 so I'm dealing with uh, clients that are in the US, and my default, of course, is to use 2400 uh, 24 hour clocks because it's in, unambiguous, it's clear, it's what I'm used to. And they're all like, we can't think like that. Can you just put an A? <laughs> 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 they're oh, like, man. it's maths every time I have to put in a time. Can you please change it? And I'm like, oh yeah, never. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so it, I, something I discovered this way, I didn't even know it existed because I use Safari primarily as my browser. And apparently there's a mm. an input type equals time, which works on pretty much everything apart from Safari, which will give you a time picker, just like a, a scrolling of, and that is apparently based on the setting of your Mac as to whether your machine PC, as to whether it's set to 2400 hours or 12 hour clock, and it will give you an AM PM. And I didn't even know that input existed, but finding out that it doesn't isn't supported in Safari makes it might as well not exist anyway. So like one of those, yay. Nice, nice. So, anyway. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, so, a little sideline there. No, no, no worries. No worries actually, that's a good question. When you schedule in your, uh, when you schedule a, a, a session, a recording, a session, mm-hmm. yeah. What do you use for a time picker there? Do you just have a, are you using like flat picker or I'm... I can't, I can't actually remember. Yeah, I'm using, what is it called? Let me look here. I'm using a popular library for that, that I found online. So I created a view component, a custom view component, but uh, on top of a open source gotcha. library okay. that I found right, online, right, right. it's called vCalendar, vcalendar.io. Okay. So if you need to check, check it out, go to vcalendar.io. I can put the link here. Cool. No, because I, I ended up, well, I, I need the same thing as well. And I originally just had, okay, so that I'm just taking a look. So it has a has a time picker in it as well, right? Or is it just a calendar picker? Oh, it does have like yeah. a, a, a little time picker. Oh, that's quite yeah, nice. It's, All right. it's pretty robust and it's very flexible. It has a lot of options nice. that you can that you can play with. Cool. It, deals, it can deal with date ranges and things like that, nice. markers, all kinds of stuff. It's it's pretty extensive, so That's I really nice. liked it because yeah. it it provides a lot, and it seems to be popular and uh, well supported, and you know good. pretty well good. I like developed. <laughs> the documentation so, yeah. is really good. So That's always nice. It's I, not I, uh, I, doesn't I, rely does it rely on Vue or is it it's actually no agnostic? No, I th- think it's I think it's framework agnostic or maybe okay. it supports different ones cool. let's see okay. view I'll three yeah take a look i think does it let me see introduction it's been a while since i set it up yeah js it says that right in the title <laughs> so yeah it uses view okay but I, I might have a look at that see how it works so, so i'm not using oh, view, does. but definitely it might be good for an influence so it's it's shocking how 
not so the, the default at least one yeah. of the most popular seems to be flat picker which seems to do a lot of things but it doesn't seem very elegant in any of them and so f i'm using that as a, just a like oh well it's it's working until i have a chance to re go back and and, and improve it but yeah just mm -hmm. a a good solid time picker that doesn't rely on any framework doesn't seem to be as um available as, <laughs> as i would have liked it i would have kind of expected yeah. to be like oh here's 10 great examples and it's like no there's there's one and it's not that great <laughs> and it's like oh okay so I, I think yeah i just need to go back and do it properly so yeah it's <laughs> it's surprising how it, yeah it's such a common thing and there isn't like at least not that i found that there was a, a default yeah everybody uses this this is the one and you know like a lot of libraries yeah. you tend to find that way so yeah yeah <laughs> It's just me being lazy and not not wanting to write my own. Because <laughs> why? Well, out of all the things I could be spending my time on, writing a time picker is not one of them. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's a lot of it's a lot of work to create There's a time of, picker or a date picker. A date picker, all the, yeah, exactly. You know, all the all the nuances with the dates and time zones and all that. It's crazy. Yes. So I had so, this fun one. So I have a reminder thing in in dot plan so you can say oh you know 5 30 every day send me a reminder and i i inadvertently screwed that up so so i'm using <laughs> aws ses for sending uh -huh. the emails and that's fine that just there's a there's a bit of a validation thing you have to go through you know have to jump through some hoops to get aws to one turn it on and then to allow you to send emails to non-test addresses because you've got to say why you're going to do it and what it's for and all the rest so once you said all that of it it's fine and i don't know why i'm assuming it was my logic rather than their logic but one of the mails got delayed and it was only by a few minutes and i'm assuming it was my scheduler didn't kick off at the right time or something which i don't understand why but i have to <laughs> go and have a look at sometime and yeah. that caused a kind of a knock-on effect for my logic for when to send a reminder it won't send you it, it wouldn't send you a reminder if it was if that one been sent within the last 24 hours of the same reminder type so you could actually set one for 5 p.m and one for 6 p.m that is as it is right now and it would send you one at 5 p.m and the 6 p.m one wouldn't send because it was like, well, I've already sent you one within the last 24 hours. Oh, no, sorry. Mm -hmm. It would because they're separate reminders. But by oh, one right. of them being delayed, that reminder then kept being delayed even further because it's like, oh, I haven't sent, I've already sent you one within the last 24 hours. I'll send you one a little bit later. I had this thing where each day they were getting like five minutes later. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and it got to the end of the week and I'm like, okay, I really need to fix this now. It's like, you know, half an hour out of sync. So. Yeah, yeah. I hate times with a passion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's always a pain dealing with and, that. And at the end of the day, it was a time zone thing. It was just me trying to shift things around time zones. And by doing that, I'd, the calculation was incorrect. And it was going, I, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <Anyway>. man. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt. No, no, not at all. No worries. Let's see. A uh, couple more things to report here. I scheduled a hangout on one of my communities. Well, oh, yeah. Yes. How did uh, that go? How many turned up? <laughs> did anybody turn go, up? <laughs> it, it, didn't get, it didn't go very well. So I think I made a mistake of scheduling it for a Friday and not right. giving people enough notice. I thought mm -hmm. maybe Friday was going to be a good day because it's, you know, it's the end of the week. End and, of the week. Know, yeah, 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 people yeah. 
people would, you know, hang out. But I think mm. what happened was, hopefully, that what happened was that people were not very active in the community at that mm. time, and not many people right. found out about it. And and also, you know, there's time zone issues, you know, with people. I I didn't actually see your message until after it had happened. So yeah, yeah, that that's kind of an example of that. Especially since I don't check as frequently, I'll, I'll see, you know, when I've got some downtime, and I'll I'll go and have a look, see if there's any messages. And it's not whereas you know work is kind of like on and open and notifications, whereas other channels are like, ah, hey, you know, it's it's not so important. Yeah. So yeah, maybe schedule a couple of days like on Friday. I'll do this. <laughs> yeah, 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 ahead of time. So only yeah. one person showed up, and you made a new friend. <laughs> she she showed up because I had I had mentioned to her that I was planning to do that, and at some point, and she asked me to let her know, and so I dropped a quick message directly to her. You know, it's this Friday, and so hopefully you can uh, make it. And she showed up, and she was the only one. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so next time. yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm um, thinking to schedule another one for one of these days, but I'll give people more time more in advance. Uh, On the subject of yeah. like communities and things, so I think I mentioned to you over DM. So I joined a Founders Circle, and so it was a I think like a paid community, but the the guys made it free, basically just message him and tell him why you want to be in and he'll let you in. And so he's covering basically all the like it's using circle app uh, as like a like community board thing. And it's yep. it's really nice. They I think because it's smaller and he's trying to establish it, he's being very proactive in 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 trying to grow the community and trying to get other people to be active too so it feels a little mm -hmm. bit more like he's you know i think whereas mega maker is quite established now it, it for the most part you know just in kind of like we'll poke it occasionally yeah. but it's not like his full-time like okay i've got to yeah. get everybody to do things whereas this feels still yeah. a little bit more like it, it's trying to get established so it's, right. it's nice and everybody's very seems very helpful and there's some really interesting people on there i didn't realize the i mentioned copy.ai a few weeks ago which yes. is like the ai copy rewriting thing so he's yeah. actually on there as well and there's some other interesting folks doing some interesting stuff so nice. but they also mentioned in they do like a weekly a weekly check-in kind of idea in one of the channels mm -hmm. and oh, there is no chat either it's all just by posts so it feels a little more asynchronous than something yeah. like mega makers which seems to have gone more towards the slack than the the board right now and so he mentioned that he's they've been testing podcast recording tools with the co-founder of the board to find one to record a podcast with and i'm like oh, come on mario <laughs> so you could be the the, the tool of choice there because they seem very supportive in their own in their own products so i would recommend oh, awesome. calling in and saying introducing what you're doing because i think they'd be very willing to to yeah, give it a go yeah. and give some good feedback. So awesome, it's interesting. Yeah. So the the founder of it did a like a Loom walkthrough of dot plan for me as like a, a freebie, you know, like I'd, I'd like to help out. Mm -hmm. And there's another guy that is a UX designer from London that is he said he's going to do it too. He I noticed that I, I don't know if he's created an account, but somebody created an account like yesterday. And I'm like, okay, I wasn't expecting anybody else to create an account. So I, I assume it's him. I haven't. So he said he's going to do similar kind of thing, just a walkthrough. So they're actually starting to share those. There's a, a directory of them. So effectively to help each other out they really will do walkthroughs of each other's product like the onboarding like oh what does this mean like you know talk through talk 
um, out loud through the thought process of the product. And that's been really helpful. So, so say one so far and somebody else is doing it. And, and because of that, other people are watching it and then saying, oh, that looks really cool. I, I'll like to give it a try. Is it okay if I sign up? Yeah, yeah, please <laughs> sign up. Yeah. So hopefully it's a nice little way of um, getting people to, to know about it and to see it as well, because people are interested in learning from other people's UX examples anyway. So that, that actually, yeah. I'll, I'll, I guess I'll, you, you're kind of finished, right? <laughs> Just to check. Almost. Yeah, almost. Yeah. No, no worries. No. And I, I don't on... want to start rambling on about my things first. <laughs> <laughs> no. And on that note, I did get your invite link the other day for, for that community. And I, I did join already, but I okay. haven't had a chance to introduce myself or, cool. or, you know, or do much in there. I need, I still need to explore and, and introduce myself. So I, I should be doing that Definitely. pretty soon. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It looks like a, a really cool community though. It looks, it's funny you you're, you were mentioning that it's just getting started, but it looks mm. like uh, there's quite a bit of participation going on. And right. So I think what happened like... is so Gene, the founder, just, I'm kind of reading between the lines. So it looks like, so he's based surprisingly very close to me. He's uh, mm. on the same Island, but in the South. And it was like, Oh, okay. Yeah, that's weird like <laughs> so it is a really small world right sometimes yeah and so i think so he's selling an info product and so people who were buying it he was inviting them to it and mm -hmm. so i think it's been slowly he's been building it out and now he's getting more people involved so it's kind of interesting nice and yeah so it seems like a quite a nice community so definitely i'd recommend introducing yourself and yeah i'm looking forward to it I... on there. <laughs> Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, and I'll I'll be doing that pretty soon. Because one of the one of the things that I I want to share too, which kind of it's this is a good segue to it, is that I that I decided to freeze any new features at this point, Thank just you. for now. <laughs> and I think the, I need somebody to tell me to do that. <laughs> you can do it, Alan. You can do it. <laughs> freeze it's it. Impossible. Freeze it right now. <laughs> no, I think FusionCast is at a point where it's good enough that it can be used. I have someone who's who's been using it already and i think i think it's at that point where yeah it still needs more features it still still needs quite a bit of work to be yeah. polished here and there but for the most part it's yeah. usable you know i absolutely 100 percent agree with you there this is yeah i mean yeah there's there's lots of things that you want to do but there's absolutely nothing that it can't do right now that you'd need to make a podcast for somebody right you know and yeah. it looks great and there's you know walking through the the admin interface and as a guest as well both it's i, I think having yeah. that remote control i mean it, it sounds like a small thing but that i i think that's like the final not must have but really nice to have that yeah. then anybody can there's no excuse absolutely you've got zero excuses now <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah you're right so i decided to freeze new features and uh, focus on marketing for a while I, I need to update my marketing site you know the landing page is good and all right now but it it's it's it was like the first attempt at putting something out there and I need to update it with 
more relevant information and something that reflects what the product is becoming now. You right. know, the copy that I have on the marketing side is kind of uh, a reflection of the early ideas and the early stage of the product. And now yeah. it's, you know, it's becoming more defined. So I need to update right. that. I would highly recommend playing with copy.ai when you're doing that, just because it, it's really <laughs> cool. Yeah, I'll try to do that. Yeah, and I'll, I need to send some email updates to the people that I've onboarded with <clears throat> the, the latest changes put into the product and also do more onboarding. I need to invite mm. some people. Did and... you say you, you, cause you've got Outsetter already set up, right? So there's, but you don't have any restrictions with the billing plans, right? Is that what you Right. Have? I have an account with them and I'm using some of their features, but I haven't integrated right. any part of the billing yet. So the billing is not, I don't have anything set up for that yet. So I think at this point I'm still in private beta and I'm going to be mm -hmm. onboarding some people. I think I can still get away with, without the billing integration. Yeah, I think um, you can. for at least another month or so until you kind of reach the point where you yeah you want people to pay right <laughs> yeah exactly so I'm just going to be focusing on that for the next few weeks just marketing emails I want to establish some kind of strategy for social media mainly Twitter that's the only social media that I'm. I think that's that I point. care about <laughs> really yeah I I yeah. think that's yeah. absolutely the right decision where you are I mean it's there's one of the nice things that you have that is maybe you know. I guess different to my product is somebody either wants to make a podcast or knows they should or they don't and people know what a podcast is and it's you what you have to do is convince them that your product is worth trying not that they need your product right <laughs> right right I mean I guess it, there's advantages you can talk about the benefits of podcasting but it's not like this is a like Oh, podcasting! Never heard of that, right? You know, you, yeah. The, the hard part of that is already done for you. You you just now need to convince them that your product is worth their time and attention. <clears throat> yeah, um, yeah, that's least, a good you know, point. Worth evaluating. So yeah, well, yeah with Dot Plan, I, I guess I have this this thing where some people aren't sure if they even need it or even what it's for. So I have to mm -hmm. convince them a little, some people, you know, absolutely get it immediately. This most maker type people already get it or a lot of software people will get it if you put it in, frame it in the context of a standup. So if you say, well, it's like your standup, but just less um, formalized and they go, oh, all right, okay, I've got it. Whereas people who aren't working in software are like, Huh? I've got to do what? <laughs> yeah. So it's it's slightly more of an alien concept, and I don't. I'm trying to avoid using the word stand-up because I don't want to target software developers. That's not my. I mean, I'm ha very happy for them to use it, and it hopefully works well for that. But that isn't my primary target. Um, mm -hmm. So it's I, I'm trying to avoid using the the term stand-up for that reason, and that's actually affected a few things. So watching uh, people walk through it. So I've yeah I've got two recordings of people walking through it now that have given me some very useful ideas or at least realizations of things that I could improve or maybe change with regards to wording and copy on the page. So the first one is I use the word organization quite a lot as in so right now if you create an account you join an organization mm -hmm. and that is starting to feel off with everybody who I'm using it with. People don't necessarily, it seems, it feels like on for business type B2B SaaS apps, workspace is becoming the, the go-to word for that. And I think people are workspace. less, there's less. Did you say workspace? workspace? 
Yes, yeah, yeah. There seems to be mm-hmm. less, it's a less loaded term, whereas the word organization is it's very loaded. People immediately think, oh, well, I'm in a big company. I've got a, you know, I work for Toyota. If, if I create this, have I got to create a Toyota account? You know, it's like, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it could just be your group. This is fine. So the word organization has got to go. Two things I'm happy about that because it always felt a little bit slightly out of place, but it felt necessary to have, I mean, we need that, that grouping, but the word never, I was never completely convinced by it. And the other thing as well is I spell it with an S and Americans spell it with a Z and I, and I come, and it's, it's both ways in my code. Some of the things have not been very consistent with my code. I use S throughout my code and then I'm trying to change it to use Z in the UI and then I forget uh-huh. and I put S and then I do a search and replace and it's like, oh God, this is just, <laughs> oh, man, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to use cause... workspace. <laughs> so I, I'm yeah. going to bite the bullet and change everything to workspace. And I think that will, yeah, watching people go through it is like, oh yeah, that, that that's almost feels like a barrier to people. They hit that like create or join an organization. They're like, oh, but I can't do that. And you're like, yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. that's, that was a big, yeah. I need to change that. that. So I'm I'm actually happy about that. Yeah, that that's awesome though. That's I wouldn't have thought of that, but now that you're explaining it, it totally makes sense. The the term organization, it just sounds too enterprisey, too, yeah. you know, huge corporation or huge organization. And uh, yeah, workspace is is so much more friendly like, oh, workspace, it's just my workspace, you know? It doesn't yes. doesn't imply a huge enterprise entity. Right, totally. exactly. I mean, totally. it might just be, you know, you and you know, we, we could effectively create a fusion cast workspace, right? Yep. And that would still valid. It's not, we're not an organization, but we could have a workspace and we could share check-ins yeah. there. And also that also, so I've been quite careful about, obviously the, the privacy aspect for companies is kind of major with this, right? You know, they're putting data in this that, and, and also a personal profile of who I am within that business that cannot be leaky in any way. But at mm-hmm. the same time, people do exist in multiple workspaces. So the, whereas organizations, again, it has this, this loaded term that if you're in one, then you can't be in another, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so workspaces does feel like there, there is a possibility of switching between workspaces that I've got to be very, say, very careful about that, I think, because you want to make sure that people are aware of where they are and there's good landmarking to like, you know, I'm, I'm currently in this workspace, you have to be very clear about, you know, the, who you're publishing to and what context you're in, but at least it feels possible. Whereas workspace felt in my mind, not a feasible thing to add from a UI perspective. Mm-hmm. It's kind of just cleared things up in my mind. Once, once I've realized that it's like, oh, okay, that, that makes things better. So, and along nice. very similar lines, I have teams as a top front and center concept within dot plan. So I think, mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember, but you've got like check-ins and teams and people. So yep. you know, I can see people within my organization and teams. So my concept around this was teams are a loosely defined group that you want to keep in touch with. That might okay. be, you know, if, if we're working on in a, in a workspace <laughs> and we're working on making a new landing page or, you know, it's our job. There's, there's a designer, there's a developer and there's someone from sales. And so we, you know, our project is to um, improve our landing page. Um, that is, was kind of my idea of a team, but <laughs> people aren't reading it as that people are reading it as sales or 
development or marketing or uh, front end or back end. And it's, I think this is maybe a problem of me not working in a large company for a very, very, very long time. But my idea of what a team is apparently is out of whack with what other people's idea of a team is. So I'm actually going to demote teams. I'm going to keep it there as, but move it within the people page category. Cate- so uh, you can still, yeah, yeah. Right. And I'm going to add the concept of projects as a top level thing which is basically we work in the same way of teams, but I'm going to call it projects. Projects, <laughs> and yeah. Also that's okay, the, I see. The, yeah, so this way, uh, I'm going to add some you know, copy to make it clear of what it is. But the idea is that projects can then come and go. Like we might be on a project together for the next month, and then we effectively close archive that project. Our check-ins for that project are still kept together. They're visible and viewable as a as a collection. But that project can effectively mm-hmm. be archived and you know we've got it there for if we need to go back and look at it, but it's not an active thing. So I think making projects more of a front and center feature rather than trying to do it ad hoc via Teams and me not communicating that very well, it made it very clear when people started to try and use it. I was like, people aren't, that we're not the same wavelength here. So I've tried the wording and talked through this with people, people who did that. And they're like, oh, okay, that, that makes sense now. Um, so nice. I think that's, it's not a major change on my end, but I think it's, it's, it's slightly more work than the workspace change, but mm-hmm. I think it, I get it, it kind of gets across my intention better than the teams, which I, my idea is to kind of make it, I guess, human hackable, right? That, <clears throat> that's my intention is to not like force people down a particular way of using it. But what I'm finding is that people are rather than doing that, people are reading into something and then making assumptions about how it should be used. I guess this is, I think I've talked about this before. I like this idea of giving people some tool sets and then go and figure out, make this work for you. What I'm realizing is people aren't doing that. (laughs) People are (laughs) making an assumption about what I want them to do and then say, assuming that that's what they have to do and that's it. So I think Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to lead people by the hand a little bit more than I was doing. So rather than having this ad hoc teams that you can Mm -hmm. use it in whatever way suits you, then now I'm going to say, you've got projects. You know what a project is, make a project. (laughs) And then, well, archive the project, you finished it, close the project and archive it. Okay, I get that. It opens, it closes, it's done. I think the... I I was being a little bit too hippie there, (laughs) thinking, (laughs) giving people that just, here's your tools, you know, you should figure it out. Yeah, maybe that's what you should be doing. (laughs) Yeah, I think you're on the right path here with changing your thinking about this because the, like you were saying earlier, the product, it requires a little bit of education, right? A little bit of positioning and education. And I think making these changes will make it, you're making the product more assertive as to what, what it is that it does. And this is how you do it. And this is it, you know, instead of leaving it up to the user to use it, however they. Yeah. And that's not tend tends to be my nature, but I'm realizing that I kind of have to be a little bit more if I want people to understand what, you know, how to get the most out of it. Right. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I think that's, that's the right call. Yeah, for sure. I was going to ask you, since we're talking about the UI and, and stuff, 
When you do a check-in, is there any way to edit what you wrote? I, I don't think <laughs> you I don't was see able it to find a way because to I removed change. that feature at the last minute because <laughs> I wanted to change. I wasn't happy with how it's working. So yeah, the delete or unpublish. Okay. So yeah, what it was right now was an edit. So you could just go in and change things. Um, I wanted to change it to be an unpublish. So if I did something wrong, uh, unpublish this, move it back into your uh, plan page, fix it, and then republish. And I'm mm -hmm. thinking I might just temporarily actually just until I've got that working because that that's there's a few complications with that, just the way it manages how plans get moved around and checked off and checked in. So I think in the meantime, I'm mm -hmm. just going to have an edit or delete just as a short-term tool, but until I can get the unpublish finished. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The first person that sprung it up, actually, that's kind I of see. interesting. Okay. It, yeah. But <laughs> I was, it's one of those things where I know it wasn't yeah, working and I'm like, has anybody noticed yet? No one's noticed yet. <laughs> Sorry, I'm yeah. The other day I posted something and I wanted to change it. I wanted to edit it and I couldn't find a way. And I was like, huh, I'm going to ask Alan. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So yeah, I've held off on inviting any more people because I kind of want to implement these and then get the right kind of feedback, right? So I get the feeling now if, if yeah. I introduce anybody else, I wanted to get some more people invited last weekend or before last, like sometime last week. And then when I kind of made these realizations, I'm like, all right, do I have to get people on board and then tell them how it's going to change? And I'm like, that's, that's not cool. right? <laughs> so I'd rather get at least some of these yeah. <laughs> changes made and then be like, okay, now I've got some more valid, you know, better feedback because it's, it's based on the, the better version, right? So yeah, those, those yeah, changes yeah. are currently being yeah, done. So hopefully I'm, I'm going to try and get them finished this weekend. And then hopefully next week I can introduce some more, uh, invite some more people on board. So it's nice. Yeah. It, it's awesome. frustrating because I'm now like, oh, come on. I just want more people. But I am also like, okay, don't waste this. Now, as I've made some good un new understandings, don't waste those people on old learnings, right? <laughs> so exactly no that's good that's a good call cool oh, and also quite fun my, it's looking uh, really good thank you i so my wife has just gone through my get text file and translated everything so we've got a first pass of japanese in there as well which will be i haven't merged in yet but it's quite exciting to have like oh we've got like the whole ui in japanese mm. now so <laughs> which is interesting because nice. i've got a, a so it'll be fun so i've got a talked about the startup hub in Fukuoka that I'm a member of. So obviously because of yep. COVID, it, we, I haven't been as active there as I would like to be. But one thing they do is we have like a six monthly like meeting with them. So I've got a meeting mm -hmm. next week with people from FGN, the, the actual, it is a co-working space, but it's more than that. You know, there's this like startup that they're trying to, you know, support and grow startups in the city rather than just being like, yeah, you can have a desk. So I've got a meeting mm. next week with people from FGN and also apparently people from the city. And I'm like, Ooh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know what or who, but they kind of want to, you know, know how it's going. Just talk about like what, what I need. So they're like, what can we do to help grow the, the company? So having a working Japanese version will be kind of cool to be able to go, look, you please use that's, it. <laughs> that's awesome. So yeah, they're always looking at ways to, to let the, you know, to try and get the city or companies within their 
their kind of network to to support startups and to help. So if there's something that they can say, all right, you know, like we know a team within our department or in a company that, that will help you test this in Japan. So I'm hoping that I, I can get something from that. So it's, I said that they seem very proactive in trying to get things, you know, trying to get startups working and better. So that's been fun. And what are the fun things have I had? So this is an interesting one as well. I've, I haven't published it yet, but you know, we've got the, how you're feeling aspect, you know, you've got the emoji mood check-in, right? I had somebody request one for being sick and I'm like, Oh, that's so obvious. Like, especially in this, especially <laughs> in these times, right? So I've added the the little sick guy emoji with his thermometer as, and nice. it, it's it's kind of one of those you're like, oh yeah, I never thought of that. But it, it's like you might not be, you're still working and checking in, but I'm feeling a bit under the weather. I'm like, oh yeah, that that's actually quite cool. That that I'm not sad yeah. and I'm not happy, but I'm just feeling a bit off. So. I've added this. My intention is to make yeah, that yeah. completely flexible and have that customizable either by the user or by the the, the workspace manager. But okay. for now, I want to try and keep it concise to just like, you know, five or six. So I've added that as a via a request. So that's fun. <laughs> oh, I see that. Yeah, that's awesome. Did I, did I actually publish that? The little sure. guy with the... Yeah, thermometer. <laughs> yeah, it's the guy with the, the emoji with the thermometer, right? That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's here. Cool. I see it. <laughs> That's cool. Oh yeah, I did. I did publish that. Cool. So that actually, the the project yeah. thing also helps with the. You know how you have this organization, your teams following teams. Again, that, that kind of makes that something I can I can play with a lot more because this idea of like which projects you're on, I can bring projects a little bit more in focus as to how you use the app. So it, it actually, it's funny how just a word change. I actually did toy with the idea of actually just renaming teams. And then I'm like, no, it actually deserves more than that. <laughs> it actually, I think there's more I can yeah. do with it. Once you've changed the wording for something in your mind, it almost changes how I think of that feature. Even though I had, it's, it's all very similar intentions. The change of wording actually made me realize things I could be doing with it that I haven't really thought about. So it's, it's, crazy how important copy is right and just like naming things is <laughs> yeah it, it almost like frames yeah. some yeah. in your mind that it closes I, I, I may have even mentioned this before but that just by calling it one thing you almost like build up barriers that it can't be something else and i think by just renaming mm -hmm. those things workspace and uh projects it, it it reframes them different and they they take on a, a different life or a new life because they're they're less closeted or less like closed in as to what that thing that thing that feature is so uh, it's actually quite quite exciting it's like ah yeah th this actually gives me a whole new set of ideas and the the trick now is not doing those <laughs> but just starting down that path you know like you know trying yeah. to scope those changes to the fact that okay right now you've got projects just add that move teams change workspace and then okay that step is done don't try to then some get onto this whole, well, I can't release until, yeah, exactly. So, but yeah. at least it then frames in other people's mind that there are other possibilities. I think by having teams, people assumed it has a limit, right? Oh, because teams mm -hmm. are this and that's it. <laughs> Whereas I think by having yeah. projects, it kind of, it suggests that the feature will be taken further, right? Because there's, you know, there's mm -hmm. possibility of interaction with other tools, or you might have, you know, you might want to import your 
projects from your PM tool or things like that. So there's it, it yeah, it, it's really hammered home just how important getting these this naming stuff is right is. So yeah, but I feel I'm on the right yeah. path anyway. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think so. And and you're right. Naming things is, one, is really difficult, but it's difficult, I think, because of the ramifications of naming something. And like you said, it kind of puts you in a mindset and it frames what that thing is and it boxes you in, right? So it's pretty critical naming things. Mm. is. Yeah, you've got shows, sessions, recordings, and it after. After yeah. the after you figured it out, it all makes it seems obvious, right? It's like, well, of course, it's a this or that, right? But getting there is not as easy as yeah. it sounds. <laughs> yeah, and oh man, I've changed it so many times. I I if I don't know, I don't even remember how many times I changed the the structure, the organization of things with Infusioncast. Because yeah, I thought of one way, and, and and then it didn't work very well, and. And then at some point I had uh, sessions all mixed into into one place, and I didn't have the concept of scheduled sessions and unscheduled yeah. sessions, which then later I renamed to anytime sessions. Right. <laughs> yeah, so many, <laughs> so many faces. But again, that, that idea of like and an unscheduled session versus an anytime session is actually like again, it, it, it changes how I even think about what that might be used for, right? If I have like an anytime session, yeah. oh yeah, well, I'm just dropping it on a call. It makes sense. And unscheduled, it's like was I supposed to schedule it? <laughs> it kind of, it almost yeah. suggests that I'm doing yeah. something wrong by doing that. It's like, well, it's unscheduled. Maybe it, it yeah. should be scheduled, but I'm doing it wrong, right? So it, it's, yeah. it's really yeah. difficult. <laughs> I'm happy to hear you're going down this path of renaming certain things and reorganizing things. I think that's going to make the product more intuitive and position it better and make it easier for the user, for sure. Just to understand what the tool does, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah. my goal is so. to to minimize the amount of additional explanation I need to do. I mean, I I envision I'm mm -hmm. going to have to have some amount of you know on screen you know prompts and copy and things. But the the hope is that yeah, people's what people understand when they see a particular page or phrase that they'll understand through the context of the name and what's presented on the page, rather than me having to you know, have explainers and you know pointers and question marks all over the place, you know, <laughs> I'd rather not do that. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, anything else do you want to share? <laughs> That's it. That's it all for right. this week. Cool. It's been, yeah. a, been a busy a one, but uh, it feels like progress. Yeah. It's, it does feel like yeah. things are constantly improving. So. That's good. It's a long journey. This it's cool. not an overnight. It's not an overnight project, is it? <laughs> Either of these. It it is not. Making software is not easy. I saw a tweet by Ian Lansman. I don't know if you're familiar with him. He's been around for a while. He's started his SaaS some I don't know twenty years ago or. Uh, however long it is, a long time ago. He So his company builds help desk software. Okay. Yeah. I think Userscape is the name oh. of the company. I can't remember now, but he's big in the Laravel community. He's He was actually one of the people who discovered Laravel in the early stages, and he hired Taylor Atwell, who's the creator of Laravel. Yeah. And so he's pretty well known in the community. He posted something on Twitter that said something like, Programmer's Credo, we do these things not because they're easy, but because we thought they were going to be easy. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> I thought it was yep. pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I know you think, so, well, it's, how difficult can it be? Yeah, you know? <laughs> 
<laughs> famous last words, right? Yeah. yeah. I think that's what makes it fun, though, is yep. knowing that, yeah, if it's easy, you probably wouldn't want to do it in the first place, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's kind of how I feel about FusionCast. If I had known it was going to be so challenging, I probably wouldn't have started. So it's a good thing yeah. that I didn't think about that and didn't know that because otherwise I wouldn't exactly. have started it. <laughs> so, yeah, I just, Excellent. just got to keep going forward. Absolutely. Cool. <laughs> awesome. All right, Alan, this is probably a good time to wrap it up. Have a, oh. have a great rest of the week and I'll see you in a couple of weeks. Catch you next time. Cheers, man.